Hey friends, you're listening to Always Working Mom Podcast, where we believe in community over competition and that all moms are working moms. We will help you learn to balance work, family, mom life, how to handle mom guilt, build a community and create additional income. Most importantly, to help focus less on our differences and more on supporting one another. Because if we can come together on the small things in life, then we can come together on the big issues. I'm your host, Vivian Knox, career mom of two little ones and chips and salsa lover. I am super excited to share uh, today's episode with you guys because Today, I'll be talking to Sarah Jonas, who is a sweet um, friend. I refer to her all the time as my soul sister. I'm trying to not classify besties and closest friends and all those things. Um, Long story for another day, Um, but she's just somebody that gets my heart, that's really um, been there to walk me through a lot of um, difficult things, a lot of happy things. Um, and she, she knows me, my, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things. Um, and so I'm just excited to share her heart, um, what she's been doing as a mom and just what she has to offer as her thoughts, opinions on all the things. So ready or not, here we go. Well, hey, Sarah. Hey, Vivian. I'm so excited to have you because you're my friend and you've been with me talking about this for a long time. Long time. And here we are. And here we are. First podcast. Yay. I'm honored to be your first guest. <laughs> okay. So I know you very well. So I want to kind of introduce you to everybody else. So tell me who you are. What you do, just all the all the things. Yes, yeah, so I am, as you know, Sarah. I'm married to Adam. We have been married for almost 13 years. We have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, um, and we are about to start kindergarten and second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been a stay-at-home mom since my oldest um, was born, and now for the first time in eight years, I'm going to have two kids in full-time, like what we like to call big school. So yeah, um, it's exciting. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm going to throw myself a little party. Yes. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Done. Like I did it. We're in big school. (laughs) They're alive. You made it. (laughs) We all made it. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to talk real quick before we dive into your story, because I'm super excited Mm -hmm. to talk about, um, what you do and stuff. Um, before I do, you have been a huge supporter and just a huge encouragement of teasing out all these topics that we've been sharing and talking Mm -hmm. about. And I kind of wanted, um, you to repeat things that we've already talked about, you know, behind the scenes on our own time about what this means to you, this topic about just discussing moms and working moms and, and all that kind of stuff. So just give me your, your summary points of, of what this means to you. So I think, for me, I always knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom if the opportunity was there. But I think that also comes with feeling like, well, I still want to be creative. I still want to work. I still want to have a voice um, and just maybe a life outside of 
just the the daily grind of being a mom. And I think sometimes for women, that can be a really hard thing to navigate Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, you do want to be home with your kids or you do want to still have um, the job that you're in. You don't want to give that up. And I think a lot of times um, as women, it can be a point of contention. And I think that what we've talked about is just being able to support one another and Mm -hmm. say, hey, like, let's talk about your dreams. Let's talk about the things you want to do. Um, What do you feel called to? And just because you are a stay-at-home mom or you are working full-time doesn't mean you're one of more, less of one than you are the other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm just so proud of you and what you're doing and that you you saw something that you had a dream and that you're just going for it and I am so excited for you oh thank you yeah friend well thanks for yeah just being an encouragement and um, I'm just excited for everybody else to kind of join us in our conversations and just kind of have a drink with us and and talk about these things that we're already talking about yes you know for and, sure. and I hope this just you know, sparks of movement of support, like you're saying, just yeah. kind kindness and support. Like if nothing else, like we, we can be like, give each other a high five, mm-hmm. acknowledge what each one brings to the table and what each person does and just be like, how can I help you? Yeah. And just being a friend, like having a friend that you can hash things out with and right. say, Hey, you know what? I would love to, you know, like I've said in the past, I would love to open a store. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Is it an online store? Is it a store store like uh, and have somebody to talk about your dreams but also at the same time you know here I am mothering a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and just in the the day-to-day of of raising kids Mm -hmm. it's just a balance and it's so good to have friends that you can walk alongside and Mm -hmm. and talk about mom things but also career things yeah so love it yes okay so let's just dive in and get to your story um tell me your whole past and everything and bring us up to speed with um what you did what you've done and what you're doing right now all righty Okay, so in 2005, I graduated from TCU with a degree in political science, and all along I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to law school, or I'm going to go to grad school, Um, but then I met my husband, Mm -hmm. and he was already in the workaday world, living in Birmingham, had been working for four years, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to move to Birmingham so we can be in the same place and date, Mm -hmm. so... The day after graduation, I packed up my car and drove to Birmingham by myself. Mm. And I lived with a couple of girls from Auburn. And I was there for about a month and didn't know anyone. I'd only been there one time. Um, And was like, okay, I've got to find a job, Mm -hmm. um, something just to pay the bills. Um, And so I, my mom came to visit and we were just out shopping in this cute little area of town called Homewood. And we went into the store and it was a fine linen store and I just started talking to the manager, told her my story. And the next thing you know, I was working there the next Mm. week. Um, and I just, it was just a sales job. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the store sold fine furniture, fine linens, gifts, um, just super cute shop in an adorable part of town. And from there, long story short, just worked my way up um, over the next year to the position of buyer. Mm. And so I was traveling, started traveling the country as a buyer for the store, which is crazy. So cool. At the age of, 
I don't know, what was I, 24? Mm-hmm. Um, I had always loved design, but had just, you know, obviously didn't have a degree in interior design and had no background other than just I was interested in it. Obviously, it's completely different than going to law school. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I felt so fortunate at such a young age that I had found something that was obviously paying the bills, mm-hmm. but that I was like, I'm really passionate about this. Like, this is super fun. Like, mm-hmm. I had a creative side that I hadn't really been able to tap into, and I felt, you know what? This is something that I'm good at, and yeah. I'm not just going to work. Um, I love what I'm doing. And so then, flash forward, um, I had been there, for, I guess, about... Well, by that point, it had been four years, mm-hmm. um, and I was so 27, 28, and Adam had been, obviously been working for a while, mm-hmm. thought, you know what, here we have literally the house, the picket fence, you know, on a cul-de-sac, and I'm 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Let's do something more, mm-hmm. which looking back on it, that seems super crazy, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I look back and I'm like, whoa. But this is 2008, so it's the height of the recession. Right. Adam loses his job um, along with, you know, Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of other people. And it was a scary time. Mm -hmm. Um, So being young and naive, I thought, well, I'll quit my job. (laughs) And why don't we travel the world? (laughs) And so we had made plans. Uh, We rented out our house. And we <laughs> were going to move to Taiwan to teach English because, um, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. That's... You know, you <laughs> you sell your cars, you sell all your things, and you rent out your house, and you just ha- – had I ever been to Asia? No. <laughs> I had not. Yeah, I, Taiwan. I, I had never specific. been abroad, okay? Oh, my goodness. So I traveled – all over the United States and Canada and Mexico, but I had never been you abroad. Just picked Taiwan. So why not? Well, yeah. my parents had been several okay. Okay. years for mission trips, so there was a connection there. It wasn't okay. totally random, but so we got all the vaccines. We were like ready to go, mm-hmm. and the week before we left, um, I don't know if you remember the swine flu. Yes, but I got the swine flu. Oh and my gosh. Adam found me in the middle of the night, passed out on the bathroom floor with oh. my head busted open. Mm. Um, I was one of the first in the state of Alabama. It's kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. So again, crazy, crazy, crazy. But we were supposed to leave, I guess at this point, six days later. And, um, my doctors have an underlying medical condition and the doctors were like, no, like Mm -hmm. you just, you should not be doing this. And it was literally like the Lord, just the door just slammed shut yeah it was clear that we were not supposed to go to Taiwan so what yeah. do we do now we've rented out our house we have put all of our belongings in storage renters are moving in oh so what do we goodness. do um so we just came back uh, my parents live in Amarillo we came back to visit them mm-hmm. and just to regroup and we we're like well if we can't go to Taiwan what do we want to do let's do something fun mm-hmm. what about New York City yeah. So, because back in the day, people advertised on Craigslist. <laughs> it wasn't super shady. I found a company that I had bought from uh-huh. as a buyer um, called Nancy Coltis. And she um, is based in New York. And so they were looking for a showroom director for their New York showroom. Mm-hmm. So I thought, sure, applied for the job. Um, they called, did a phone interview. And then Adam and I bought a ticket up there. We stayed for a week 
Um, and over the course of the week there, they interviewed me mm-hmm. three times. And they said, this is the best part. They said, um, so do you live here? And I'm like, well, no, but we're moving here. And I gave them like a hard and fast date. Like, because yeah. they didn't want to hire some girl that like lived somewhere else. Yeah. Like, so I was like, nope, but we're moving here, you know, June, whatever. Yeah. They called on our last day there and they offered me the job. So we went home to Amarillo. We packed four suitcases and a, bought a one-way ticket to New York City. And I was the showroom director for Nancy Coltis Fine Linens um, in New York City. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. So what? That, crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, and did Adam end up finding a job? So out we, there? yeah. So we flew up, um, found an apartment. We lived with some friends for like five days while we mm-hmm. signed a lease on an apartment. Um, he, uh, got a job in commercial real estate, um, just doing leasing. Things were just kind of getting back up on the ground there, mm-hmm. obviously after the recession. Um, my first day of work, they flew me out to Chicago. Um, and then from there I went to her Beverly Hills store and mm. worked for a week, um, in Beverly Hills, just kind of getting basic training on, um, the ins and outs of the business. That's so, incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So flash forward then to when you're having Charlotte, what state okay. are you living in and are you still working? At yes. That time? Okay. So we, um, were living in Manhattan. It was 2011 and, um, we knew we always wanted to have kids, but got pregnant really unexpectedly with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, um, here we had this tiny studio apartment on the Upper West Side, and it was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, we, were, we weren't really saving a dime. Like, we were right. having a ton of fun, and mm-hmm. we weren't being frivolous, but, you know, it's New York City, and it's expensive. And right. so um, there just wasn't a place for a child mm-hmm. in a studio apartment. And we weren't willing to say, hey, we're going to move really far outside the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and continue to work. It just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the time our renters in Birmingham said, Hey, we're, we're moving out. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, well, this is clearly another open door. Mm -hmm. So we sold all of our belongings Mm -hmm. in our apartment, um, and rented a car and drove back to Birmingham. I was 20 weeks pregnant. Oh my goodness. And, um, when we came back, we obviously had a home, Mm -hmm. um, but neither one of us yet again, had a job. Oh my goodness. Were you nervous? Yes. I mean, who's going to hire someone that's 20 weeks pregnant for a new job and say, Oh, by the way, like, yeah, I'm not going to be here, you know, yeah, for a while. Um, and then just the fear of the unknown, like how are we going to pay the mortgage? Mm -hmm. Um, thankfully it, the Birmingham was a familiar place and we had community and Mm -hmm. good friends there. So, Adam was able to find a job, um, relatively quickly, but at this point it was commission only, Mm -hmm. which is obviously incredibly scary. Mm -hmm. So, um, we had Charlotte and we were just really kind of making ends meet. Um, I decided to be, it was a choice to be a stay at home mom. That was something that Adam and I had talked about, and it's something that I had always wanted to do, mm-hmm. at least for a little while, um, just while she was super young, just to be at home. And mm-hmm. um, again, it wasn't easy. I mean, there were times when it was like, okay, how are we going to, you know, pay these bills? I mean, we right. were having to be 
um, really frugal. Okay, so here we are in Birmingham, and I have this brand new baby, mm-hmm. and my husband's commission only, and I'm thinking, all right, this isn't going to work forever, and it's going to be a long time for him to build his business. What can I do to help bridge the gap? Right. Um, you know, she was getting older, and I thought, eventually, I would love to put her in Mother's Day Out, mm-hmm. um, maybe a couple of days a week, so I could just do things like go to the grocery store or you know, run errands that I didn't want to have to tote around a little one. Mm-hmm. And obviously those things cost money and it's right. not cheap. Um, so how can I make this work? So when Charlotte was born, I had made this wreath for the door. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really sweet. Just, you know, it's a girl wreath, but it was with flowers and so cute. And so I was like, you know what, why don't I just, I enjoyed making that. Why mm-hmm. don't I just make some of these for other moms and sell them on Etsy? Yes. Um, so I just, Opened an Etsy store, as you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, went to Hobby Lobby and bought a bunch of stuff and made some, you know, mock examples and mm-hmm. listed them and they sold. And it was easy. Now, they were probably, I was probably listing them at like $35. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is it was taking me, you know, two plus hours to make them. And this isn't even including going right to, to get the your supplies, get the supplies and the mm-hmm. cost. And so as, as it was fun and it was just kind of honestly mindless, I mm-hmm. could do it and be watching her and it didn't require a lot of, you know, mental effort. Mm-hmm. It was, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like the, the return on the investment was just very minimal. Right. So, so then again, here I found myself, what can I do? So, you know, from my years of working in the luxury linen business, I had way too many shams and way too many beautiful <laughs> things that I just didn't have a need for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to be changing out my bedding five times a day. Yeah. So I was like, well, why don't I just try to sell them? Mm-hmm. Um, and keep in mind, this is before Facebook Marketplace was a thing. Right. There were maybe some trading groups on like Craigslist. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, your local Facebook trading, that didn't, mm-hmm. didn't exist. So, um, there was eBay. And mm. so I listed, um, some of my things that I had, um, that I had never even used mm-hmm. and they sold. And the thing that was amazing to me about it was that they sold to people all over the country and all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say when I started that I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it was, is that I had my phone, mm-hmm. I had a computer. I didn't have to put any money into it. Mm, yeah. I didn't have to market. I just literally downloaded the app onto my phone, took some pictures and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like YouTube, no. eBay. <laughs> no. And I think that's so against my personality. That's right. what I look back on and think, I'm such a planner. I'm mm-hmm. such a type A. Like I like to know what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. research the daylight side of things. And with this, I just didn't. And I thought, I mean, it wasn't because I knew it wasn't like I was investing thousands of dollars right. into something. Like I didn't have to get it right. You had all the things already. I had the things. And it mm-hmm. was like, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? It just doesn't sell. And then I have mm-hmm. to pay the 20 cent, you know, insertion fee. Like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. so be it. And um, my thing sold. And it was like, wait a second. That was super 
easy. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of became a game to me. Like, okay, yeah. what else around the house do I not like anymore? <laughs> Doesn't fit, you right. know, can I sell? And so Charlotte was starting to grow out of things and she had adorable outfits or mm-hmm. shoes that she never wore. And I just slowly started listing things mm-hmm. and growing the business. Now, I would say in those early days, I probably had just like 30 things maybe listed, which was like a lot to me. Right. But it was some extra spending money. That's was, awesome. Yeah. What so. did those things in the early days, what did it pay for? Like, what were you able to use that money Literally for? Literally for preschool. That's awesome. I mean, it was just enough to pay probably that, I, mean, I can't even remember, maybe like $200, 225 for her two day a week. Right. Four hours, you know, right. preschool. And that felt like a small victory to me. Sure. You know, yeah. because it was like taking this burden off of us and... Then at the same time, I had a minute to take a deep breath because mm-hmm. there's a big adjustment going from working, you know, yes, wherever you are. But here I was like living in New York City, doing whatever I wanted, you know, had celebrity clients to then now I'm, you know, staying at home and not leaving the house for three days. Right. It was hard. Right. Um, and I think the thing for me about eBay that was so cool was... Again, going back to at a young age, I had found something that I was passionate about. Like, I mean, I don't think people grow up and say, hey, I want to be a buyer for, you know, Barney's when I grow up. But I really loved what I was doing. But how could I replicate that in Birmingham? Like, that just doesn't exist, you know, in that state. I mean, it it does. I mean, the, the job that I had had. Um, you know, obviously someone had taken that spot and Mm -hmm. there wasn't another store there, Mm -hmm. um, that I could work for. And at the time, the face of retail had changed so dramatically because, Mm -hmm. you know, stores were now starting to sell online Mm -hmm. and the brick and mortar store was dying. Right. Um, in a sense. So eBay gave me an outlet to kind of be my own buyer yeah, and to have my own store and to now things weren't as like you know fancy and <laughs> flying to Beverly fine, Hills yeah, yeah. <laughs> Italian linens um walking the halls right, of Birmingham right <laughs> <laughs> but here I was and I you know had curated my own little store yeah. and it was fun I really I really enjoyed it and so um I think too, going back a little bit, I had, I had kind of tried to get into design consultations Mm -hmm. and helping, um, people in Birmingham, you know, do some just basic design, nothing Mm -hmm. like taking out load bearing walls or anything, but Hey, like I want to freshen this room up, what Mm -hmm. paint. And I really enjoyed it, but it was super time consuming. And you know how it is when you have little ones and I didn't have family there to Mm -hmm. help take care of my kids and yeah. buying you know paying for a babysitter was out of the question right um so yeah there you have it no I love it and so for those that don't or are not familiar Mm -hmm. with luxury linens this is something that you just can't run to Nordstrom and buy and you know your average store no I mean that sounds it sounds so like hoity-toity but no it really like I I didn't realize I mean just with anything like you know you can pay for something, but you get what you pay for. And right. like these, these linens are, are made 
in Italy with the finest yarns and they're high I mean, end. They're yeah. very high end. I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking $1,200 for a sheet set. Um, yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. They just don't really, I mean, I don't even know any place around here that you could go and buy them. Yeah. Um, which, which is so awesome in the sense that you were sitting on this commodity, this, yeah. like this unknown business that other people can't just go down the street and purchase either. But right. if, if they're familiar with high-end items and don't want to pay, you know, right. for a designer or go to um, those types of locations, then they were able to have uh, that yes. access to it. Absolutely. So I think that's so unique yes. that you were able to go it, that route. Exactly. And and the thing too is I should say that I, I always loved like thrifting and mm-hmm. being thrifty. So I love a bargain. Yes. Like I love a bargain. If you yes. know me, like I'll talk about a bargain. So that was another thing about eBay that I loved. It was like, here, these things are new. They're unused. Yeah. They're very nice. Yeah. But someone's getting them at a deal. Right. Like, I don't know. I just... I love that. I love, (laughs) love, love treasure hunting. So Mm -hmm. what I loved what you've done. So when fast forward to you now Mm -hmm. moving to Texas and you're now living um, in the Dallas Fort Worth area and your eBay store has has evolved mm-hmm. and changed because yeah. eventually you, you run out of all the things you already had sure, to sell yeah. it within your house. Yeah, like it would be like, hey, <laughs> my husband come home from work and you have no more clothes in your closet. <laughs> the couch is gone. Surprise! <laughs> no, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was like, I had a friend in Birmingham, um, my friend Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Um, she she loved eBay too, and she uh-huh. had just kind of she had done work for Southern Living, and she had said, "Hey, have you seen these girls on Instagram mm-hmm. um, that sell on eBay mm-hmm. full time? Like it's their full time job." And she gave me some usernames, and I looked them up, and ooh rabbit hole like you know it was like one of those nights I stayed up way too late and was like it opened up a whole new world for me because yeah I mean here I had I had not invested any money really Mm -hmm. I just sold what I had and um but then I was like okay there are things out there Mm -hmm. I can take my love of a bargain Mm -hmm. and thrifting and flip things Mm -hmm. and so I started going to the thrift store Mm -hmm. um and people are always like, now what thrift store are you going to? Are you going to like a high-end consignment store? And I'm like, no. Like I'm going to like your thrift stores, your Goodwills, your Salvation Armies of the world. Mm-hmm. You would be shocked at what people... I am shocked by what you find. Give away. Yes. And it's it's one of those things. I always tell people, if you go into like TJ Maxx and you're mm-hmm. overwhelmed, like the thrift store is probably not for you. <laughs> Like, you know, take a deep breath because it's going to take a minute. Like you're not just going to, chances are that you're going to walk in and just spot something on the shelf is Mm -hmm. slim to none. So, um, I started like, I would choose like two racks of clothing and just literally go down piece by piece by piece. And when you do that, I was like, Oh my, Mm -hmm. like I am finding some crazy, amazing things. Mm -hmm. And so I would, and I'm not talking like things that have stains and holes. I'm talking clothing that still has the tags on them. Right. Never been worn. Right. Um, and so I started buying these things for pennies on the dollar Mm -hmm. and selling them in my eBay store. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. I Mm -hmm. just started listing more and more, and I made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. along the way. Um, you know, 
do you list it as an auction? Do you list it as buy it now? How much do you charge for shipping? It's just trial and error. Like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me was just doing it. Like getting over the fear and saying, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to list it. And if I get the shipping wrong and I only make like $5, like at least I tried. Right. It's better than just sitting on this and just hoping then, oh, well, you know, maybe a month from now I'll get it figured out. Um, I love that. Yeah. I tell the kids all the time, you don't have to be perfect. It drives me crazy when they don't want to learn to read or whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Just give it a try. Just do it. Just do it. It's like, and I think that goes for so many things in life. Like I can even remember like applying to college and it just feeling like, oh, this overwhelming, like I've never done this before. How does this work? Do I say the right things? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just have to just do your best. Like, but just, you know, you're not going to get there until you try. Exactly. So, and that's again, against kind of my personality type, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, that's what I did. And I, I did. I made a ton of mistakes. I can remember shipping things. And by the time I shipped them, I had shipped them priority. And, mm-hmm. oh, I, I really didn't make any money. But yeah. here we are. No, I love that. I love that it just motivated you to push forward mm-hmm. just to give it a try. Yeah. And, and you did it. Yeah. And, and again, like I wasn't, I didn't have other people that were dependent on me mm-hmm. like hey um, you know I've got this overhead of a store and employees or mm-hmm. I've hired out a marketing company right. I mean it's literally I've spent ten dollars mm-hmm. and now how can we make this ten dollars a hundred dollars right um, and that's what I did no I love the things that you find and yeah I mean the Gucci scarf mm-hmm. like the random yeah Everything. Everything. There's just so many things yeah. that you find that are extremely high extremely. end. Yeah. And I don't have the time to go, you right. know, if I'm at work or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I love that you can go find it at a bargain. Yep. And I can just shop it mm-hmm. via coming to your house. Right. <laughs> or, you know, your eBay store. Come to my garage. But no, I love that, like, with your group of friends, mm-hmm. like if someone needed a work blazer yeah. or something, they've gone to your house and borrowed it. I mean, you're almost yeah. sitting on this idea of another type of rent the runway exactly type of thing where you could literally rent out the things Mm -hmm. that people need locally right and that's kind of going along with that as I started to do the eBay thing things the 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 landscape of the internet was changing right I mean then you then you know came along things like the real real and Mm -hmm. thread up and you could sell vintage things on Etsy. Right. And I mean, it was just Poshmark. I mean, there's yes. tons of things that just, they weren't there before. No. And again, I mean, if you have a phone and computer, that's it. Like, I don't I have it. a fancy camera. I, I don't. It. I literally post everything from my phone. So what would you tell someone then that was or is in your past circumstance where you needed a little bit extra money? Mm-hmm. Um what would you tell them to to motivate them, to give them the push of just doing it? I mean, literally, look around your house and say, what do I have that I don't need anymore? Mm-hmm. And try a Facebook trading group. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you just meet up with somebody or leave it on your porch. Mm-hmm. like, And then all of a sudden, you have $20 mm-hmm. that you didn't have before. And you're like, hey, that wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it... it there wasn't, and it, it's not like I started 
where I am now and have all these listings. I mean, I have like a mannequin and a photography line right. and things like I didn't have those things when I started. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just was shipping things out of like old Amazon packages right. and stuff. So just get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally just like put your fear aside mm-hmm. and just try it. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're never, I, I don't know. I love that. Like there's things like if we were in a financial pinch, I have in my attic, for example, Mm -hmm. a box full of um, party decorations Mm -hmm. and supplies that I have purchased throughout the years. And they're very generic. They're not, you know, themed characters. Mm -hmm. They're colors. And and we've hosted showers together and things like that. And so, you know, I love that hearing your Mm -hmm. idea, it would immediately, you know, inspire me to take that box of party supplies and be like, would anyone locally want to rent these things? Mm -hmm. Anyone throwing a shower? I mean, how often do we go and purchase at Target and Hobby Lobby and all of the Mm -hmm. places? And then what do you do with it? What do you do with it? And I would say too, to anybody, like it's not just clothing. And I really like, this is a thing too. So I, with clothing, it's, it's great and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, say I've got these, you know, size eight pair of shoes that are fantastic. Not everybody wears a size eight pair of shoes. Right. There's like a wider audience for like, you know, a hairspray that people were obsessed with mm-hmm. that's discontinued. Like there's way more people. So like anything, people will buy anything. I and like, that. so to homeschool moms, you know, you buy your curriculum every year. Mm-hmm. I know that's not cheap. Right. Whatever you're not using, sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you really into like cooking and like have all of these different fancy, <laughs> you know, I mean, I sold it. I, I don't cook at all. I always joke. I don't have a rolling pin, like nothing. All my friends are like, probably like, yep, that's true. Like, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I found this like brand new fancy knife bag I guess uh-huh. that chefs yeah, sure. I don't know yeah yeah uh-huh. carry their knives in it had its tags it was new in packaging and I was like yeah that somebody would like that yeah sold it for like 35 bucks so That's crazy I mean anything you have things that you can sell yeah just do it the just ski try jacket it. the ski that, jacket oh my gosh <laughs> the Going. 80s ski jacket <laughs> that People is my love favorite it. <laughs> how much did okay so you found a ski, mm-hmm. specifically the ski jacket yes. that i saw in your garage yes. where you keep all of your inventory yes. from your finds it was like splatter painted you know 80s 80s Holy like moly. legit 80s mm-hmm. yeah and saved by the bell yes um and you found it purchased it for oh, how much for maybe five dollars uh-huh. and i i can't even remember it was probably 175 or so that That's i sold incredible. it for but again, it was like an so old, random. But somebody, that's what they Your want. Your dad has it in the closet. Yes. You know, you know that our, yes. yes. I mean, our, even something. right now, here's an example. So I don't even know how you say them, but those candy wafers, they're like called Neko mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. They're like old school. Uh-huh. They've just stopped business. They've been in business for a hundred plus years. Uh-huh. They're no longer making them. So that candy's, but that's like nostalgic. Like yes. people ate that with their grandfather, yes. you know, forever ago. And so people are buying them for like... 85 bucks for a roll of candy crazy you guys oh i love it it. i love just your inspiration of just doing whatever it takes Mm -hmm. and then it's become a creative outlet yeah and i i genuinely love it and like i said it's been able to i mean it's it's not a store but it's a store Mm -hmm. it's fun i can turn it on vacation mode and go out of town i don't have to to ship when i don't want to ship um so yeah, and it's, I think the message is, is obviously eBay isn't for everybody, right? but it's like, what can you do um, 
if you're in a situation like me where you're like, hey, I do want to stay mm-hmm. at home. Like I, I would like to be able to volunteer at school on Fridays mm-hmm. and like that's what I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. What can I do with what is exciting for me? Yes. And I think too, one thing I want to say is find other people that are passionate about what you're passionate about. Like Mm -hmm. it sounds so silly, but like I do love Mm -hmm. bargaining and thrifting. And so Mm -hmm. I just got on Instagram and I found other girls like all over the country that were doing it the Mm -hmm. same thing. And I was like, Hey, like, this is so fun. Like they love what I love. And I learn from them. Right. We we don't know each other, Yeah, but you know, just dive in head first. I love it. Thinking out of the box. I love it. Okay. So, (laughs) Now, what do you do? Um, what is next now that your kids are going to school mm-hmm. um, for the eBay store? Just yeah. all the things. So I will. Both of my kids will be in full time school um, in the fall, which is crazy that mm-hmm. I'm like to that point in life. Um, and it's funny. I think I've told you before, but a lot of people just innocently are yeah. like, "Well, what are you? What are you going to do with yourself? Like mm-hmm. your kids are in school full time, and I don't know. I have this kind of trepidation, like." oh, what am I going to do with myself? Like Mm -hmm. I have to have it, you know, figured out and all my ducks in a row. And Mm -hmm. I even told you, like, I've, I feel like I've been nesting in a sense, like I'm getting ready for this new chapter. Like I've been organizing closets, like, and then I have to stop and say, look at what you did before where you didn't have it all figured out. Like it, it wasn't like I had this whole, you know, grand plan for Mm -hmm. how I was going to open an eBay store. I just did it. And I think that's the same mentality I need to have now that the kids are going to be in school full time. Like I don't have to have it all figured out. Right. And thankfully we're now in a financial position where I don't, I don't have to go back right. to that nine to five. Like mm-hmm. I can have that flexibility um, and say, you know what, I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of make my own way. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of like game on come the fall. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm just going to hit the ground running and thrift yeah, all the time or, um, we'll see. I'm excited though. Yeah. I don't want to be fearful about it yeah. um, or feel like I have to have it all figured out. Well, I hope y'all loved Sarah as much as I do. Well, probably not as much as I do because that would be creepy, but I hope that she offered a lot of just inspiration and practical help that you can apply today um, if you've been thinking about ways to make additional income, whether that's a side hustle or whatever that may look like. I hope that you can walk away and just feel inspired that you don't have to have a nine to five job if you need a little extra cash. And I hope you feel inspired to find a soul sister, to find somebody to build a community that might not look like you. And that's what I love about Sarah is that she has a different quote unquote working life than I do. And that's okay. That's great, actually. So go build a community. Please come and join us. Give us your thoughts and opinions and let us know what you want to talk about. Alrighty then. Thanks for listening to the show today. I'm Vivian Knox and you've been listening to Always Working Mom. Visit alwaysworkingmom.com for show notes, resources, and more info. Find us on Instagram at alwaysworking underscore mom. 
please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, drop us a review and share with your friends. You can send us an email on topics you would like to hear about at alwaysworkingco at gmail.com. Music is provided by Kabbalistic Village titled Funky Vibes. See you next time.